Alright, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spin the one and twos in this R&B Friday, 877-37-GRIND is your number. Alright, we are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studios. Alright, so, um, keeping it moving here, uh, sticking with the uh, NBA theme. Now, before we move on, yeah, so educate me on how the Washington Wizards head coaches tried to spin this into a a positive situation when we speak of Jordan Poole. Yeah, so he, um, after the loss, he said it's really a positive Speaking of moving pool to the bench, it's actually a credit to Jordan. Jordan's been one of our highest net ratings since I've taken over. Of course, um, Brian Keefe is, is the interim coach in relief of Wes Unsell Jr., mm-hmm. who was fired during the reg- during the season. Um, and I just want to see more of that. This gives him an opportunity now, being in that unit, to be the lead handler, lead decision maker, and kind of be our offensive engine. In the move to the bench, Bilal Kuyabali, their first round pick, top 12, so technically lottery. Uh, Wemby's former teammate also was on the Rising Stars roster at the All-Star break. He's, he slides into the starting role to send Jordan to the bench. Well, I mean, obviously what our eyes tell us by this move and the actions tell us is this young stud, as you talk about, lottery pick, um, He's ready to step in the starting role. And he, and you know, um, he's probably definitely more part of the future than Jordan Poole is. Um, so it's time to get him some run in these last 20, a little bit over 20 games left of the regular season. But his explanation of what he's trying to sell us is trying to really help out and massage the ego of Jordan Poole and to help him um, if he has any qualms about this, which. I think he should if he's a competitor and he's not just sitting there to get direct deposit on the 1st and 15th. He should be, I mean, he should be upset by this because you're getting benched. I mean, it's it's one thing, you know, like, for example, um, which we've been talking for the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, I was going to touch on their game last night against the Lakers, but we've been talking about Klay Thompson uh, coming off the bench. It's one thing to come off the bench, to be a starter and to be demoted to come off to a bench on a championship type of team, playoff type of team, whatever you want to call it, and having the resume Clay has. And not just Clay, but I'm just using him as an example. You know, even a Russell Westbrook in Clippers, it's different from doing that or when Russell was with the Lakers. That's one thing. When you get benched and you're asking to come off the bench to one of the worst three teams in the National Basketball Association and you've got the contract that Jordan Poole has, that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. I mean, because at, at the end of the day, we knew when we tipped this thing off in October, the Wizards were not going anywhere. They, 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 you know, they sold off Bradley Bill probably two years too late. Uh, they were ripping it down to the studs. And Jordan Poole was just part of a trade to get him the hell out of Golden State and really to get him and, you know, to get him an opportunity where, hey, you want to be the man? You can go and be the man down in the nation's capital. 
you're going to be the man with the Wizards because there's no other talent around you. But no matter what this coach says, it, th that is kind of trying to massage his ego, maybe not make it look as bad. But if you get if you're to Jordan Poole status, and I'm not saying he's on the upper echelon as one of the top 15 players in this league or whatever, but he's a world champion. He played into himself into a new contract. He got shipped off because it just wasn't working. It was either him or Draymond Green. And the bottom line is they chose Draymond Green. And to sit here with about a little bit over 20-some games left to be benched by the Wizards, that's embarrassing. You can't spend that any other way. And I think it should be a humbling uh, moment. And it should be seeing how Jordan's going to handle this going forward into even next year and the rest of his basketball career. What do you got? Well, I mean, maybe it really just comes down to, you know, we as a basketball community over-evaluated and overvalued Jordan Poole. Uh, the contract that he was given by the Warriors was looked at. He, maybe he was supposed to be a piece moving forward. This is not his second demotion. Um, from that Yahoo Sports article, it was a great reminder. He, after being a first-round pick, he got sent down, the G, down to the G League. No, I know it's true. Had to work his way back up. And that's just um, that's justified. You know, and, and so maybe maybe we just, again, maybe we over-evaluated it. He, had, he got hot for a season. It happens to guys. You parlay it into a check. Um I think I think that when you look at the Wizards, Denny Advia is a piece that they definitely like. Uh, Kyle Kuzma, I think, is your your main piece there on that starting lineup, and that's where the, you know the move to the bench allows him to be a primary ball handler because they can they want to do different kind of basketball with their second unit as opposed to their first unit, and I think it's something very similar to what we do see down here in San Antonio because we had a conversation coming into the season where Pop said, you know, it's not bad to come off the bench. You know, Manu came off the bench. It's not a bad thing to come off the bench. And we were like, okay, well, who's going to come off the bench? And throughout the rest of this year, after it started off with Trey Jones, it's been Keldon Johnson. Mm. And Keldon Johnson coming off the bench has been actually a better a better fit for him and what he wants to do because Keldon is, as you say, a bull in a china shop. Uh, he need, he's a volume shooter, so he's gonna he, if he's gonna if he's struggling, he's gonna work to find his shot, and that just comes from more attempts. And you can't have that when Wemby and Vassell are also on the floor. Look, um, two different things. Keldon Johnson is has not even sniffed a damn playoff game. Keldon Johnson well, Jordan not a, Poole got, didn't get Kets, the, with the Warriors Jordan, there by himself. Jordan Poole's a world champion. Jordan Poole, this isn't a situation, and I totally disagree with you. There's no over-evaluating Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole can play. This is a situation where you got some guys, if you put them in the abyss around a bunch of other younger guys and a team that has no expectations, their true color stands out. Jordan Poole could be an asset to any contending team. The bottom line is he had an attitude. All the, As you alluded to, talking about this ain't his first stumble, you're right that's why i grew to him and i was baiting the drum because of the demotion to the g league then fighting his way up and getting the opportunity to go to state he balled that year he the year that he had a big part of why they won the championship and bob myers he's no longer there but we can't count on maybe two fingers on how many bad contracts golden state and gave out in this whole era this run that they've had this is a prime example of a guy that is a good basketball player, but when you put him – you know, when you mix into immaturity, which I think Jordan Poole showed that last year with the Golden State Warriors, and you put that mixed in and you put him about another young, young kids that could be playing in college still, this is what you get. Not everybody has the discipline – just because you're in a professional athlete, not everybody has the discipline, regardless of their surroundings or their, their the, the culture that's around them, to stay disciplined and be a professional. 
And so far up to this point, Jordan Poole has shown that. There's no over-evaluating Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole can play. It's just the fact that he has been sent out to the abyss and he's been kind of a little bit embarrassed when they kicked him out of Golden State. But now you're in a situation where you're getting benched on the Wizards. Okay? Yeah, Pop can sit there and say Manu came off the bench, but what's the context, though? It's a case-by-case basis. You can't, if you go from a world champion team and contributing, we're not talking about Jordan Poole's playing garbage minutes during that run. When you go to one of the worst teams, no matter what the case may be, unless you're coming back from a major injury or you got that, to get bench, that there, like I said, I can't, other than the kid you're talking about that's, that's, uh, Wimby's former teammate, or Kuyabali. Other than you just bringing him up, I can't name you who else is on the team besides uh, Kuzma and Jordan Poole. And I watch three or four basketball games a night. Well, you got Adzia out there and then uh, Tyus Jones. Yeah. Embarrassed. We'll see how he bounces back from that, dude. That is embarrassing. You're not, I mean, come on, man. I, what? Wizards got nine wins, if I'm not mistaken. Something like that. Okay. Then no. No. We can put deodorant on it. You can put uh, Brute. Um, it's funky. It stinks. And, and 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 he's been on ever since Draymond Green gave him a one-hitter quitter. He's been stumbling and stumbling ever since. And I think this is the cherry on the cake. No matter how that coach sits there and tries to spin it, there's no excuse for that. What so, do you got? So is this something you'd be willing to watch moving forward and to see if right now Jordan Poole averaging 15.7 uh, points, two rebounds, and three assists a game in 29 minutes. And if his role coming off the bench, if he's able to improve those numbers and it's just a better fit for the team, do you, will you will you come around at that time and say, okay, maybe it wasn't so much a penalty, maybe this was a coaching thing? No, because I think it's still a penalty. Because what are they? They've got nine wins. There, this is about this change is about basically seeing is this young man who was a lottery pick is he ready to go ahead and step up to what it means to be a starter? Is he ready to handle more minutes? This ain't got nothing to do with them trying to win more games at this point. Okay, ain't got nothing to do with that. They had nine teams are going to be in the top three pick overall in the draft. Maybe got the number one overall pick with the Spurs coming in and maybe the third and fourth overall. And this is another thing I want to add to the Spurs, too, about this as well, too. And this goes back to this this, uh, you know, this trash ass of a coaching staff that's around pop. I'm going to tell you this right now. The first, there, and there's not a time, I know I've been alive and even before, there's not a time in Spurs history that they've ever gone two drafts back-to-back with a top five pick. It's never happened. They're on a dead red stand to go ahead and get probably, they're going to end up getting maybe not the number one over again because they'll, they'll, it'll be rigged if they mess around and get the number one pick again. If they fall in the top five, um, you can be – the pop apologies you want to, you can say what you want to. He's earned the right. All they got to do is land in the top five. And I tell you, in the 2025 season, it better not resemble anything close to this. Because if not, it is definitely time to go. And I've told you all this before. Normally, Fran, I don't care if it's basketball, fire NFL, no matter what it is. When you normally get in a situation, let alone Wimby, because most teams with an owner would have done it when it was Wimby. But if you mess around and get two top five picks in back-to-back years, that's usually where an owner, and we don't have one of those, but an owner will make a decision like, you know what, it's time for a clean slate. It's time. We've got a young core. It's been nice. It's time to move forward. That's not going to happen down here unless all of a sudden he says, man, I cannot really get on the plane up and down and handle this for another 82 games. But let them get a top five pick. 
and let this even be remotely be close to next year. It will be all the respect or whatever, because I'll tell you, like, at this time, man, screw the Culture Institute and screw the whole arena, man. Maybe we just need to do it, help the guy, whoever's going to sell, and just sell the damn team and maybe get them out of here. Never happened in Spurs history, man. I've been telling you all for three or five years this is uncharted territory, and, and they're on the verge of getting a top five pick two years in a row. Just want to add that in there, too, now we've been talking about Jordan Poole and all that. Nah, man, two different things. But we'll see how it plays out. But Golden State last night beat the Lakers. And, of course, we talked about it yesterday that LeBron James was going to rest last night to his ankle. Now, you're telling me he's supposed to play tonight as the Spurs come into town uh, based on the Lakers. Look, um, I've said it again, and I've said it once and I've said it again. Um, you know, it's proven time and time again that Anthony Davis, which has been playing better of late, but without LeBron James, the Lakers have no shot in hell at anything. Um, and I will tell you right now, excluding that ballroom COVID-19 trophy that they got, this whole Anthony Davis to the Lakers for what it was, the reason why it was done has not worked. And what I mean by not worked is the fact that there is no reason why if LeBron has to rest his ankle or if he tweaked in the All-Star game, it's no reason why with Anthony Davis and his talents that you cannot still be competitive in a game like this for a team that is arguably sitting at the 10th, the ninth spot they own themselves, speaking of Golden State, without LeBron. It's just, it's, 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 it's sad. It hasn't worked. And I ain't even counting, like I said, that COVID-19 ballroom trophy they got. It just is what it is. Um, but in regards to Golden State, Stephen Curry last night said after the game, he said, look, he goes, we're going to be a tough out for anybody. Where are we getting? He goes, but the focus is us just getting in. They just got to get in. And that's the million-dollar question, which I told you, if you didn't listen to yesterday's show, you can go check out sportscononline.com and download the podcast. But I did say Golden State is a team in this last third of the season or whatever it can be after the break. They could be on that verge of getting one of the hottest teams in the NBA, but I still don't have them as a championship caliber team uh, compared to what's on in the West. But Steph had put it on notice last night after that game. It's like, look, we just got to get in. We got to make sure we get in, and that's the focal point. Uh, but we'll see how L.A. bounces back tonight uh, with the San Antonio Spurs. This has to be their last meeting of the regular season, right, speaking of the Spurs in L.A.? I would have to think so. Pretty sure. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Because they had the back-to-back back back in December. Mm -hmm. Um, They might have one. Maybe. I think this is it. Maybe. But let's see if L.A. can bounce back uh, and get this W uh, tonight. Let's see if San Antonio can at least pick up uh, a second win on this rodeo road trip. Um, It seems like, man, they've lost more games in the last two or three years on this trip than probably they combined since the first time you smelt cow manure get shoveled out at the AT&T Center. It's just been a dismal rodeo road. This this trip has been bona fide to be the trip where you come together. I know this season isn't about that, but this has just been awful uh, to see how bad this has become over the last three years of this rodeo uh, road trip. 877-37-GRIND. Also last night, the Mavericks defeat the Suns 123 to 113. On the cool, man, Dallas has won like six games in a row. That's seven. Is it seven? Okay, I tried Mm -hmm. to short them one game. They won seven. Um, My main concern about the Mavericks when we've talked about them all year is the lack of defensive intensity. 
um, because of their leader. Uh, but hey, you know what? I mean, seven in a row, seven in a row. They played a team that arguably is supposed to be a championship contending type of team. Um, and they were able to get the W. Now, I will tell you this. Um, before I get to the other story about this game, I don't believe, and I think I said this to you when you're talking about value, when we're talking about, you know, futures, about who's got the best odds. I just don't believe Phoenix is in a situation where, first of all, their depth is still questionable, uh, which is no, no secret. Um, I like him. I really do, uh, especially what he does for the community and the kids, for, you know, young basketball youth and stuff. Um, but the reality of it is, you know, the other stuff that's come out of Washington, Wizards, speaking of the Bradley Bill, this hasn't really worked uh, up to this point because the availability. I mean, Bradley Bill started back from the All-Star break on the bench in civvies. Uh, but the reality of it is, I think when you look at the Suns, which they have improved a little bit. But when you talk about Frank Vogel, the one thing he's been known for, even his time with the Pacers and before, is a defensive-minded coach. They struggle defensively. They've gotten better a little bit before the break, but unless they really make bigger strides, I just don't think, you know, Kevin Durant and, you know, um, Booker is going to be out, be able to outscore, especially the teams they would have to go through in the West. So we'll see how that kind of plays out. Um, you know, I don't, to me, it's hard for me to say that I've even seen that much a difference in them with the uh, subtraction of Aiden. And everybody knows I'm not a big Aiden fan. But we'll see how it goes. But they lost last night uh, to the Mavericks. That Jonas said that makes them seven games in a row. So we'll see how that plays out. Now, the story of this game has to do with what happened pregame with Kevin Durant. And we'll touch on that when we get back. Also, we'll make a transition into the NFL. We've got a restructure of a contract of a quarterback today. We'll take a look at that as well. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Maestro de Bell Tequila Studio. We'll be back. Texas summers can get hot, but now they're blazing with the new Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary Mix. The latest addition to the Zing Zang lineup brings the same great, bold, and delicious taste that you already know, only much hotter. Shake things up with Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary Mix made with premium ingredients and crafted for a bold and savory taste, whether with your favorite vodka or with the pre-mixed ready-to-drink cans. Zing Zang, America's favorite Bloody Mary and an official sponsor of the sports crime. Please Zing Zang responsibly. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind are you moving around the greater san antonio area choose the storage experts tiger moving and storage whether you're moving an office or the whole family tiger moving and storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient prompt and cost-effective service to learn more and to secure your portable storage container today go to choose tiger.com tiger moving and storage official sponsor of the sports grind And you won't want to move And you won't want to move 
All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos on this R&B Friday. 877-37-GRIND is your number. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Pinland Whiskey. Pinland Whiskey is an oak barrel aged whiskey distilled in Canada using the finest ingredients before uh, distilled in Canada using the finest ingredients before bottling glacier fed spring waters added from Mount Hood, Oregon's highest peak. Pinland Whiskey delivers an uncommonly smooth taste and rich complex flavor and also keep in mind Pinland Whiskey is the official spirit of the Pro Rodeo Cowboy Association and it's the official whiskey of the Professional Bull Riding Tour which is the PBR Velocity Tour and it's an official whiskey of the sports crime. 877-37-GRIME all right, so we've got some more um, feedback coming in on uh, Facebook Live. We've got Gerald Glenn checking in, and Gerald says, my Mavs, oh, they're Gerald's. I'm going to start keeping tally about who's riding with who. I didn't know Gerald was, because isn't Gerald a Washington Commanders fan, too? Or I always get confused on who that. But Gerald Glenn says, my Mavs with the trades, they may have a chance to make a deep playoff run. Um now the trades he's speaking of, what what, what did I, what did I miss? Did they do something on the cool the the deadline that I thought? Or is he talking about, you know, the trades kind of course with the whole Kyrie Irving or whatever? But maybe I missed something. Uh, they about did, the, you didn't miss anything. Um, they added PJ Washington over from the Hornets. Uh, that was that was the big piece. Well, um, uh, Daniel Gafford coming over wasn't bad either. But. Uh, well, Gerald, I think it's really you know I. I don't have a strong feeling either way about Jason Kidd as a coach. I think, you know, um, you know, I think he's a decent coach, uh, but his time is going. And I think at the time when he was, you know, with the Nets, uh, you know, briefly or with the Milwaukee Bucks first and then with the Nets, I think he was very, you know, young and kind of still immature for a coaching standpoint. But I think he's come a long way, especially that time he spent with the Lakers as an assistant. Uh, but I really just come down to where – if this team is going to be consistently committed to defense on that side of the ball with their, you know, um, leader. And it starts with the leader and uh, Luka Doncic, a.k.a. Donkashane, as I call him. Um, but when you say a deep run, I mean, when you look at the Western Conference right now as we speak, um, I mean, it's – it's capable for anybody to make a deep run. Now, if you're talking about a deep run to the Western Conference Finals, to, until we know exactly how the seating and the bracket is going to lay out, um, I could say there's three or four teams that can make deep runs. I mean, you know how I feel about the Clippers if they remain healthy, even though they got beat down last night by OKC, uh, which they, they just look like a young – to me, they're the Sacramento of last year. They're the Kings of last year, in my opinion, Oklahoma. I think maybe the Timberwolves are the kings of last year. I think OKC is a little bit more legitimate than than maybe the Timberwolves, you know, catching fire this year. I, I think. Well, I think when I say the kings of last year, meaning that they're that's the team. It, like, look, I've told you the Kings are totally different in my opinion this year. They've taken a step back, and I think that's just a young team smelling their own piss too much and a little bit too much Sam Rothstein. But I feel that Oklahoma, the way the Kings played last year, like you got to think, it wasn't just about taking the Golden State Warriors to game seven to the brink. It was the momentum, the way they played all 82. That's been Oklahoma this year. And I think Oklahoma is that team of this year. Now, back to Gerald's point, I just feel like when you look at the West, I mean, Oklahoma, uh, Clippers, the defending champs, the Nuggets, um, 
I mean, even you, even you know, even the Suns. I mean, you've got a good handful of teams that can make a deep run uh, in, in the a, West. Your value pick yesterday was the Lakers. Yeah, plus so, three thousand. So. Yeah, they've got it. Well, that's going to come down to where LeBron is going to. His body's going to have to hold up in the postseason. Um, you know, and remember, and I remember, and let NBA fans remember this. Remember last year, we saw a lot of teams that spent a lot of time in low management last year and breasting guys and doing guys. And then when the playoffs started and they were trying to go from averaging 32 minutes to 31, 35, and then all of a sudden people started logging 45, 44, you saw more injuries. So to me, the Lakers is really going to come down to, you know, LeBron is going to have to be feeling very good come the time the postseason for that team to make a deep run. But do they have the capabilities of it? Yes, they do. But it's going to really come down to Mr. King James on where his body at, how does he feel, and how is his body in year 21 going to adjust of his minutes upping and going to the 40 range. We'll see. We know there's no back-to-backs in the playoffs, but regardless, what we saw last year, the increase of these guys that's trying to up their minutes once postseason didn't bode so well. Had a lot of injuries last year. What do you got? Well, they were also increasing their games and their frequency at that point, which is, which is a reason why Adam. Another reason why Adam Silver, you know, it put in and and the, and the the governors put into place this requirement about you know playing sixty five percent of the games and penalties for sitting out. And he, like I said, we talked about the other day. He alluded to the fact that we're seeing the stars on the floor more this year, and we've had fewer injuries, especially you know considering stars to this point this year. So I would wonder, and that's that's going to be something that the NBA is going to watch very closely, and even the Players Association too, is to do we see a decrease in post uh, postseason injuries now that they're playing more consistently because like you said they were ramping up their minutes but they were also ramping up their usage in terms of games played in like a week we'll see i mean i still find games and i'm pretty sure the facts will show you adam's telling the truth but i still find games that i see guys that's not available i just alluded to it a while ago with the Suns with bradley bill i mean how many games has bradley bill played this year uh, now, granted to the injuries, I get it. Uh, but, it, you know, to me, it, it's, it is a wait-and-see approach. Uh, speaking of the Suns with Bradley Bill, one of the things I wanted to touch on before we move to that is what happened pregame with KD, uh, Kevin Durant. Uh, he was encountered by some hecklers uh, during early pregame warm-up, shoot-around, um, and he went to approach them. And at the time he approached them, it looked like the couple um, had changed their tune and the guy was trying to get a high five. He's with his wife, I guess. It was his wife or, or some whoever. But they were like, oh, man, no, a handshake or whatever. Now, there's two things to this. One, I don't, we don't know yet what was said um, or do we? Uh, we know that part of the exchange, at least what, what led to Kevin Durant going over there and having words, um, was they called him a female dog. Oh, okay. They called him that. Um, and there's video of it. So. Okay, well, and again, I, I did not know that. Uh, but if that's the case, um, and look, you know me, I've always preached to take things case by case. Uh, first of all, it's kind of weak. Um, if you're going to show up into a place of business and work, which that is an arena for basketball NBA players, and call them a female dog, um, and... Um, I should say, and you know, like a, you know, 
I've grown fond as I've gotten older of the dog community. So I'd rather just say, like, you know, they go too short on them. So if you know, you know. If you're going to go that way, it's kind of weak, first of all, for you when they get within four feet of you to change your tone and then try to ask for a hand fire. That just means you're fake and you're just doing you're just that type of individual. Um, also, uh, with Kevin Durant, um, look, you know, especially in our community and, you know, that's one of the words uh, that you just can't use. And the other person know that you're not joking or even if you're joking sometime across the line that you can't sit there and you can't confront, you know, that, that you're not going to get confronted, you know, from our culture now. And the other thing is, like, if you spit on somebody, those are just two things going to happen. Um, but do it in, in general. Yeah. But but, yes. but but I feel it's a situation to where you, you know, with Kevin Durant, he had a right if that's what he was called. To go up and say, hey, but it just goes back to where I believe the reason why Kevin Durant, Westbrook, a lot of these guys consistently fall victim to this is because in the day of social media, the day of people really following these guys' careers 24-7 and their movement of what they do in their free time and they follow them, they know who to pick on they know who they control or who's going to get a response and it does go and i'm not trying to tell you that kevin durant didn't have a right to go up and confront him he did uh but at the end of the day also in my opinion a lot of this is stored because you know that is the guy that is going to get a reaction out of um and again it goes back to kevin durant just and it's not just this like i don't even think it really had to be that that they go to the extreme to call him that they could have called him anything else talked about his hair say look like you ain't brushed your hair in about two months they could have said anything and kevin durant if he heard him he was going to say that because kevin durant is very sensitive and he's got rabbit ears and he responds to everything um now in kevin durant's defense he had the opportunity to kick them out and get them a booted before the game even started and they wasn't in cheap seats and kevin durant said no nah, they can stay don't kick them out you know, um, but again, it just goes back to that redundant conversation uh, that everybody has had in this industry um, and over the last two to three years is about what is the limitations and what can the fans, because you paid a ticket and those were expensive tickets, um, that you would be able to go at what's the limitations of what you can say and what you can't. I am a fan that I don't think heckling should ever be taken out of the game in regards to professional sports, especially in basketball, because it's just part of the game. But it's come to the point where people are getting more personal. They're taking personal attacks. Some of them are racial, basically comments. Some are talking about kids and, and wives and stuff that is totally uncalled for and unlimited that's off limits but i've also said that this is the world we live in not just sports where people and i said this i think tuesday people can't turn off and on not everybody but there's a big portion of people in society that can't turn and off their social media takes or their volume or the things they say when they go out in the real world and that's just the reality. It's not even an opinion. It's just facts. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But it's the million-dollar question what fans have to say. And, no, I don't think Heckler could be out. But to call somebody and go too short on them and a female dog or what you want to say, it's tied to the line. And my thing is stand on ten toes. If he really walked – because evidently you were doing it to get a reaction from him. So once you got a reaction from him, why are you going to back down? Oh, man, give me a high five. Like, what are you, 12? Like, if you're going to call him that, be like, yeah, man, like, well, what? I think you are. I've been calling you that ever since you left Golden State. I mean, ever since you left Oklahoma to play for Golden State, that's how I feel. That's what you want to do about it. 
If you ain't going to handle it that way, then what are we doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? You know? I mean, those are people that grew up, they throw a rock at somebody and they go run in the house. They go call a beef and go sit there and beef and mess with somebody. When somebody calls, they want to call 5-0, they want to call the cops. Okay? But if Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, a lot of these people try to not react to it, I think it goes away. You don't get tested. Um, but we'll see. But with all that said, because if that was Westbrook, they would have been booted out. You know, for Kevin Durant, you know, he's just like, hey, you know, what's up? You know, but that's just ridiculous. I've never seen that before. It's like, oh, yeah, let me give you a high five. Like, okay, Loserville. And the fact that you got that kind of money to spend those tickets, and that's what you chose to do. You know, no life. And those, and honestly, like, I don't like to stereotype, but I've been going through my whole life and getting stereotyped for everything. Okay, so you know me, I believe in equal treatment. Across the way, as I've gotten older, there's things I've improved on, but maybe that's flaw in me, not Christian-like. But I believe in equal treatment. You know, that's why I ain't got no Giannis, a doc update for y'all today. We'll see what happens over the weekend. Even though Perk said the same thing I said this morning, which I agree with him. It's the whole thing, but I'm not going to rehash it. I'm going to lay off my brothers a little bit, okay? But it's one of those situations, man, that... It's the time that kind of that we live in, and, and it just goes to the fact that some of these guys, they put themselves in, in people. And, and I will tell you this, that's also people that you're so angry at these guys because of the money they make or what they do, and you're struggling every day. You know, you're spending three to four hundred dollars at the grocery store. You know, it's it's you know, it's the, the economy, this and all that. So you just sit there and say, you know what, man, I'm going to lay my frustrations out on you because you making eight figures a year. And, and a part of that, the economic struggle is a part of that because there's so much disparity from the haves and have nots. I've said this before and the upper class to the lower class. And I didn't even say the middle class because you don't exist no more, you know. I saw a chart the other day that said, you know what, man, they had a chart of income come. And they said, well, you know, if you make $100,000, $125,000 a year, you're, you're surviving. I'm like, man, I knew growing up that that was thing. like, man, dude, you make it six for you. It's different, you know. So you mixed all of that going on. You get angry people. But the heckling part of just within the line, just say, hell, Brunson just came out and said his dad heckled him through the whole three-point contest doing an all-star game. He was talking trash to his whole son. So it is a part of the game. There was a guy, I forgot, it was an older man um, that used to go to Philly in the 76ers. And he would sit behind the basket and he would just, like the Reggie Miller day, he would just sit there and heckle him. He would just sit there and throw the X on him. Everything was fine, but he wasn't calling nobody. He wasn't going too short on anybody, you know? But we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. 877-37-GRIND. Also, NBA-wise, uh, before we move on, um, Let's see here. All right, I already talked about Oklahoma. Yeah, they got a big win over the Clippers, 129-107. to 107. You know, coming off that all-star break, get guys. You know, I think Clippers had a lot of momentum. We'll see if this is something they fall self into where they kind of lose momentum and go into losing streak. But, again, Oklahoma, I think they are, they're, they're true 
they're going to be a problem this year in the West, and they're going to be a problem going forward. Uh, so it's not that bad of a loss, but we'll see how they you know, bounce back from that. Switching gears into the National Football League as we inch closer to uh, a week from yesterday, the NFL Combine starting uh, in Indianapolis, and I'm still waiting for them to move that from there. I mean, how long are we going to let Indy host the um, – Everything has been updated. Everything moves around, and I don't understand what the fixation is of having the combine in Indianapolis. I really don't. But central location, central location of what? Um, northeast, Midwest, North South, coming out from the West. Man, they can rotate it's a this thing. Location. No, man, it, it no. Uh, but anyway, it's not like I'm ever going to attend one or cover one, so I could care less, but I'm just saying. McCarthy's reportedly not going either. Oh, from Dallas not going McCarthy? Yeah, that's the latest report we got on that. Uh, Says so he's not going to the combine. I'm pretty sure he's probably getting killed for it, but I, I, I won't get derailed of the game plan. I'll probably have to need a weekend to go ahead and chew on that one because, I mean, it's not surprising to me. I mean, you know, but it is what it is if he has a reason for it. Um I mean, but if you're coaching your last year, it's like, what the hell am I doing this for? I'm not going to be picking these kids anyway. Or if Jerry's your guy, no, and I don't give a damn when I'm going to go back and tell him I saw at the combine I scouted, he's going to draft who he wants to anyway. You can look at it that way, too. So maybe I can't kill Mike. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I can't kill Mike McCarthy on that. Like, what the hell? I'd rather go fishing while I can before we start this thing. But anyway, um, moving to the NFL, Derek Carr has decided to restructure his contract uh, to the tune of where it's going to save the Saints $23 million in cap space. Um, don't know what the cap situation is for the Saints, but I think they were up against it. I don't know how much they were going to be over. Um, as you've kind of alluded to, we don't know what that cap number is. Oh, for we this know year. now. Oh, we do know now. It, it has been talked about. $30 million. This is the biggest Largest, increase, largest jump since 94. I'll say the same take I do this year every year. It's like, man, the NFL owners, it's like they can make it what they want. I mean, it just comes down to, like, the more they raise it, the more I just feel like let's just go back to the 90s and make it non-cap. Non-cap. Big bank take little bank. You got an owner that likes to spend money, then let's compete. If you don't, then you better get together and make a real world, a we the world record. If you keep raising it every year and you say this is the biggest one, the biggest since, since the salary cap was in, introduced in 94, 36 30.6 million dollars is the biggest jump. So last year's cap was around 224.8, new cap is 255.4. Translation. Jerry's on the conference call, hey, you know Dak's coming up again and I got things going. I ain't got that much time left. I already know the number we need to raise it to. Anybody got a problem with it? Yeah, Jerry, shut up. We don't matter. Click. We'll go to the next. That translation, man, it's every time. You know, it's just go to no cap. That's what you got to do. We're going to keep raising it. They're fudging the numbers, man. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki's Get a Dose. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing Spin the One and Twos. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this, it's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. 
Maestro Dobel Tequila was born from 11 generations of tequila-making legacy. It is sourced from a single estate in the volcanic lowlands of Jalisco, Mexico, using the finest 100% blue agave. Double distilled and aged in European white oak barrels, Maestro Dobel's commitment to innovation isn't only to discover new ways of distilling and aging, it's about elevating and crafting a superior tequila that is the essence of mastery. Maestro Dobel is the official tequila of the PGA Tour and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please drink responsibly. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits and world-class wine to chips, dips and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and Seafood Lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 